Thank you for listening in. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are. Thank you for joining Frances, my mother, and I on a backward look to the 1920s and the 1930s. My interest comes from the idea of two decades, both transformational, both different. Our society came from great wealth to great poverty. Yes, very much so. 1920, 1930, of working together through difficult and complex problems. And I really appreciate you being able to tell the story. And you have this extraordinary memory back to when you were a child. So thanks for joining me, Mom. <laughs> You're welcome. We know that your family and my family homesteaded in the 1880s. They came from Sweden. And Denmark. And Denmark. Mm -hmm. They found their way to Nebraska. And then my grandfather was born in 1901. And when... He met my grandmother. It was 1925. He was ready to take on the world. <laughs> Life was great. 1920s were full of prosperity and opportunity, and everything was ready for them to establish themselves and build upon what had been built by their parents and grandparents. I think, like you said, we should probably start in the 1920s. My father, by this time, was established on the Omen Ranch. His father had uh, homesteaded it. Uh, my parents were married in 1927 and, of course, began their family on this ranch, the Omen Ranch. The Omen Ranch. And yes. where was this Omen Ranch located? In the middle of Nebraska. It's a long valley between two tablelands called Elam Valley. It was beautiful place, really. But being a valley, there's no river. It was dry land. And the only water they actually had was from rain. And of course, they came with their rigs all over the country there because they had to have water. So they dug into the ground at various places. Sometimes the water was lower than others. And there was a windmill on the hill with a little wheel at the top. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I think, you and know, squeaking. Maybe, I think there may be some around yet in museums or farms that have been kept. When they homesteaded, there were no trees, so they built sod houses because there was no lumber to make a log house. They took the sod, which was a lot, acres of sod <laughs> of what they called buffalo grass. My father was the fourth in in the family and the last one to be born in the sod house. Oh, is that right? Yes. <laughs> and I think he actually was proud of that. I'm sure he, I'm sure he was. <laughs> By the time he was in the, in the 1920s, there was a beautiful two-story large house plus barns and uh, outbuildings. It was well-established. Well, they must have worked very hard to get to that place. Yes, they did. His parents had retired to Gothenburg. A lovely little town. Yes. In those days, they called it a city, but it was just a town on the Platte River. Beautiful. So that's where he was, 1925 or thereabout. Just a young man ready to take on the world. Well, yes, yes, and he was. He was a hard worker. My mother 
was born in Osceola, Nebraska, which is in the eastern part of the state. She was the oldest of a family, and unfortunately and sadly, her mother died when she was 12. That must have been devastating. Her mother had requested of her father that she be sent to nurse's training. So she was educated beyond high school. That was unusual at the time. This was all new, actually. To have a mother ask for her girl to be educated. You know, at that time, girls didn't go to university or nurses' training. Well, it was not common. Thank Uh, goodness it is more common now. (laughs) Well, women now profit from those girls. They broke a lot of the ice for us. And my grandmother was quite successful. Yes. When she took her um, state board, she had the second highest grade in all of Nebraska. Oh, isn't that something? She worked hard. Yes, and she was bright. She was a lifelong learner. Yes, Mm -hmm. she was. As you know, she was. Yes, she was. She wrote great letters, and actually she did a lot of teaching during her uh, life. She was not a school teacher, but she she mentored. Thing. Yeah. yeah, not her boy. So well, he was supposed to have the farm. Oh, I see. So <laughs> one had the education, the other had the farm. Well, by this time, his place was established, just like my father's, mm-hmm. only a different part of the state. So anyway, she was there in the eastern part. My father was in the Middle West. So how? Does Providence come together? (laughs) My father's older brother was sick, and they tried to help him locally, but he finally was sent to Omaha uh, to doctors down there. And, of course, he met one of the nurses who took care of him, and they fell in love and uh, got married and moved out west, and he established his own farm. My mother and his now wife were very close friends, so she invited my mother to come out to visit her. My father met my mother. Well, you know what happened then. They got married. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, fell in love, and they got married. Everything was going very well. There was work. There was ability to sell and buy and, and grow They sold fatted yearlings to Omaha. My father called them white-faced Herefords. They were red with this white face. And, of course, then, very good price. So they established the home place. I see. (laughs) The sod house had transformed into a two-story home by that time. Yes. And there were three bedrooms upstairs and a living room. And, And in the living room, you had... Uh, many visitors? Yes, we did. Special occasions. And, of course, the whole family when they came, because most of the visiting times was in the kitchen. And the kitchen was very large. Well, it was, that was just the way. That was the way it was. uh, Yes. And the the cook stove uh, was there, which heated the kitchen. So it was nice and warm. Yes. Well, that cook stove did everything. There was warming ovens at the top. There was a place for the water to be heated at the end. And an oven, 
The bread must have been delicious that came out of that oven. Well, I'm sure there must be many of them in museums. If they were, it was a marvelous piece of equipment. <laughs> Served a lot. I remember taking a bath in front of it, and I would be so cold, then the oven door would be open. And Great times. I, yeah, it was. <laughs> and uh, since my mother had worked uh, some years... Uh, after nurse's training, she had furnished the home very well. She had been able to buy furniture. I remember the living room very well. It was had a sofa and two chairs, and uh, it was it just a lovely place to be. And I can remember one Christmas, especially everybody had come from Denver, from wherever they lived, and they were all in the kitchen visiting and laughing, and all of a sudden we heard, tingling, tingling. Oh, it was Santa Claus. <laughs> Santa had come to see my sister and me. And, of course, this was a very, very special time for us. He asked us if we'd been a good girl <laughs> and if we what we wanted for Christmas and so on. There were a lot of happy things that happened. And this was between the 1925 and 1931 and 32. Well, she was born in 1933. So all, everything was going well. Oh, yes. Yes. I can remember threshing crews coming in for dinner on a long table. The women would get together and prepare food for them. I can even remember there was this large garden, and uh, the rhubarb plants were as tall as I was. Of course, I was <laughs> You young were small. Then. Yeah, then. And I remember sitting in a high chair with my mother and Sunbeam on her lap, and she, of course, being a nurse, wanted us to get vitamins. <laughs> so she bought cow liver oil, was better than cod liver oil. Oh, I see. see. Yes. <laughs> and uh, my father would put this oil into syrup and in a spoon. Just trying to get you to eat it. <laughs> and, yeah. But anyway, it was a fun time. And the 20s were prosperous. And then by the 19, 1934, that's when it was felt there were, were things that happened before then. But as I recall, my sister was about a year old. The economy, I think, was largely due to weather in that part of the country because there was no rain. The wind blew. The dirt blew. I can remember large thistles gathering at the fences. They would gather so thick that they would take the fences down. And and things didn't grow. Erosion was quite high. Oh, just huge weeds and things that grew. The only thing that would grow, really. And, uh, of course, the dirt was blown around. And... Uh, you know, this wasn't only my knowledge, but there was uh, reports in the papers of chickens going to bed and thinking it was night. It would get that dark in the daytime because of the dirt blowing. I know they had large gardens. How did they take care of their gardens? They had to water them. 
By hand. By hand. And gardens were usually close to the windmill, right? So the windmill would uh, furnish the water. But the windmill couldn't furnish enough for the fields? No. Not even beginning? Not even. There was enough water for the cows and cattle and things. You know, there was no irrigation ditches or anything like that. Did you recognize it? Did anybody recognize what was going to happen? I don't. Well, I think time just changed things. Well, just the economy collapsed. And it, it was felt when you brought things to market. Nobody would buy anything. Well, and even when you went to the stores, things were closed. They just didn't have things. The cities knew about it and the investors knew about it in 1929. But it didn't occur or didn't come to you in Nebraska until a little bit later. Well, it it was it had to do with weather and the sale of products. They'd take it down to Omaha and they wouldn't get a price. It wouldn't be worth that. For my family, there wasn't profit anymore in the cattle. So they had to make a choice. Were they going to maintain the ranch? And soon they were talking about a farm sale. What does that mean, a farm the, sale? Well, and the selling of the cattle, selling of anything else, a lot of the machinery. So they weren't able to farm at all? Well, they tried, but um, there was no rain. So they began talking of a sale. Not the land, but things on, you know, things that they had accumulated and purchased and made. And I can remember one day when we went to school, my parents had been talking about they would like to buy this half section at the top of Tallinn Table, right on the edge as you look over I one day I said to my father as he was we were driving by, I said, "Wouldn't it be nice if you could buy that half section of land?" I was uh, a good eavesdropper, and I, <laughs> I'd heard them talking about this, but evidently he listened to you. Oh, he listened. So then they decided for a, a farm sale. That must have been very hard. Well, I can remember the day of the farm sale. Do you? Oh, yes. That would have been in 1936. Somebody lifted me up on the fence so I could watch the auctioneer auction off the cattle. And they would come in in groups, maybe eight yearlings, or they would sell a bull separate. It was exciting for me. And, of course, the ladies' aide fixed this wonderful food so they could sell it. So it wasn't exciting for a child of five. Can you imagine what that did to my parents? Everything they had ever worked for. Yeah, even the sofas in the living room. One sofa, which Brian, our youngest child, has in his living room, they saved it and they couldn't sell it because... The upholstery had been eaten through by a mouse. No. Yeah. So they couldn't sell it. Or they decided not to sell it. So they only sold the sofa and one of the chairs. What about the cattle? Did people buy the cattle? Oh, yeah. They didn't bring a good price, of course. How much was it? I have no idea. But uh, 
it was enough for my parents, their share of it, to make the down payment on that half section at the top of the hill. And Ah. that was really significant for them in their life. So they had nothing but a piece of land. They didn't even have a house anymore. No, no. I can't speak for anybody else at that time. But there was a lot of real serious struggling. Of course, if there were people that were hungry. um, You shared the food. Oh, yeah. Well, you had to find a way to survive, actually. But they did it. And they came together to help each other. They did. The people that lived through that time were brave. They were, weren't they? They were. I can remember one time when when my uncle and aunt were newly married, brought my sister and I some nice, delicious apples. And we didn't have them that often because there wasn't enough extra money for things no, like that. No, no, it wasn't. And what what do you think was the key to keeping a community together during that time? Well, they worked together. See, my my parents were part of a church community as well. There came a time when there wasn't even money to buy fuel for the furnace. For the church. Church furnace. So they would have their meetings in homes. And then they would scrape enough money to buy coal for uh, the Sunday services. And it was that way, not only in In church community, it was other communities, you see. So when all of this happened, something triggered in that community. And it brought them together in ways that maybe they wouldn't be able to do that in times of plenty. It was a unique time. And they were unique people. When you think about those difficult times and you translate it to now... It's important that we remember that when we work together, we benefit together. And it's wonderful to remember that for me. I can remember how people came together. And a lot of good things happened. I think it had to do with hard times because people learned to work together. And the community is so much happier. It was, in many ways... A very good time. You know, that's a nice place to leave it. It was unusual. It was a good time. It was a complex time. We need to remember that for today. We do indeed. Thanks for listening in. We'd love to hear from you. Please come on teatoasttrivia.com and share your thoughts about how working together makes a difference Uh, not only in the 1920s and 1930s, but in your life over the years that you've lived and right now at your current place. Thank you for being with us. We really, really appreciate your presence. Safe travels until next time. (music) 